0: The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by A.A. Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com.
1: It is The Blitz here on 94.1 a San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minnick. go from Stephen Jones to John McClain. Joining us now on the Buyers Barricades guest line. Absolutely. Our 5 o'clock hour. I mean, Stephen was all over uh, schedule wise today. But uh, John, before we get into the Texans' huge playoff game this weekend, and it's massive. Um, the fact that in a 24-hour period, we've had Pete Carroll, we've had Bill Belichick, and we've had Nick Saban uh, leave their respective jobs. in. You've been around so long, and I keep hearing terms like we'll never see anything like this in our lifetime again, Uh, you know, runs like that. As long as you've been around, I'm sure there's been other coaches that have left, and we've said we'll never see anything like that again. But do, do you think we'll see runs like what we've seen from those three?
2: Oh, I think we'll see at some point great runs, but the fact that they all are fired or quit, within a 24-hour span is unprecedented. I think we'll never see anything like that. And what a week for football, going back to Michigan, winning the national championship, Jim Arbaugh possibly going to the NFL. All the coaches fired. A big surprise, Mike Brabel, Huge surprise, Pete Carroll. Bill Belichick was fired. They didn't leave under mutual parting of the ways. That's always BS. <laughs> and we knew he was leaving. And then uh, Saban is the one, to me, that caught everybody off guard. And uh, Nick, now I'm guessing, will go to ESPN and work on College Game Day and all their college programs and eventually step in for Lee Corso. But it's been a monumental week. And yet, we're not even talking about uh, this weekend where we have six games. You guys are my 12th show today.
1: Wow. I had wow. 13
2: yesterday. I've got eight tomorrow and very little football talk it's all about coaches with the football coming up at the end it's just mind-boggling to me what has happened this week john
0: i saw a tweet that you sent out yesterday and it it, it got me curious that i i'm paraphrasing obviously but you said something to the effect that that you hope that they lose D'Amico Ryan's number in Alabama do you really think that that would be a possibility that he would leave Houston and head to Alabama
2: No, I don't. I haven't talked to him about it, but he has such a great situation here. First year, he's got Stroud. He's got owners that love him, stay out of his way, a general manager that he works with on every personnel decision. You know, he called this his dream job. You know, he played here. His wife's from here. They were married here. They're building their dream home here when he got the job. And uh, so, no, I don't think. Now, I know he loves Alabama, He's from just outside Birmingham. He loves to say Roll Tide. But right now, the reason Nick Saban left the portal, the NILs, every year having to renegotiate deals with players that will leave you, is just drove him over the edge, and I don't blame him. It's much easier right now to coach in the NFL than to maintain a program in college football with having – a new a new group of free agents every year.
1: I, I can imagine. Um, I, I think long college coaching careers are going to be a thing of the past yeah. because of the portal, unless somebody gets a handle on out on of it on, on that kind of stuff. And I think Nick Saban would be great as the president or commissioner, whatever you want of whatever <laughs> the new college football needs to be called, if that's what we're doing. All right, John. Uh, huge game this week Saturday. Uh, you look at the draw that the Texans ended up with Cleveland, which might be one of the tougher matchups of the weekend, just the way the styles fit, and the fact that Cleveland destroyed that team, although C.J. Stroud didn't play, but C.J. Stroud doesn't have to cover Amari Cooper. Do you think they might do that on
2: Saturday? I think two players destroyed the Texans, Joe Flacco and Amari Cooper. Cooper had 11 catches, 265 yards, and two touchdowns. First play of the game, 52 yards, then a 75-yard touchdown. So they jumped on him early. And the area of the team that needs to improve the most is the coverage. And the coverage has been pretty good. Derek Stingley Jr. has been great. He's voted NFL AFC Defensive Player of the Month today. But in that game, he allowed a rating of 104 against him, gave up one touchdown at an interception. And for the season, he's given up a rating of like 55. So I would expect him to do better. The problem is their safeties, they've got it. Their top four safeties, three weren't on the roster when the season started. They've had so many injuries. Their second, third, and fourth safeties have been gone for a while. So they had trouble covering down the field. So I don't know if that means they're going to play a lot of zone and make them, make Flacco get away from the deep balls he likes to throw. they got to get more pressure on him. Jonathan Grenard, their best pass rusher, went out that game Will Anderson, I don't know if he's gonna play. He was limited in practice. Will Anderson has tried to play as a high ankle sprain. He hasn't been real effective. And so they've got to get some heat on Flacco they didn't get before. And with Stroud, you know, Miles Garrett did get a sack, but I think he had like eleven pressures. So I think they're gonna you're gonna see Stroud throwing a lot, rolling out, getting rid of the ball quick and he's hoping to have receivers back. He was missing his second, third, fourth receivers when they won in Indianapolis, which was pretty remarkable considering the Colts were in the best shape physically they'd been in since early in the season.
0: John, I've got to ask you because, look, I know Houston's playing with house money as far as I'm concerned, and and what they've done is incredible, but Cleveland comes into Houston as a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. First of all, does that surprise you, and do the players give a damn about any of that?
2: I don't know. They say they don't, but you know they pay attention to it. Home dogs have done really well this season, and the Texans are home dog. Now, it's because the Browns pounded them in that last game, and, uh, and but uh, after watching Stroud in the Indianapolis game, which was the biggest game of his football career, the other one was against Georgia in the semifinals last year, and he was great, and he was great in this game, and so if the Texans were to beat them, it wouldn't surprise me. If the Browns win and I pick the Browns by four, it won't surprise me. But everybody in Baltimore is already talking about Flacco coming home. People in Cleveland are talking about Flacco going home. It's going to be Cleveland and Baltimore at, at M.T. Bank Stadium next week in the divisional round game. And I know on Pat McAfee's show when Stroud was on there this week, he'd go, oh, is that right? Okay, all right. He just kind of nodded his head. Well, we'll see. He's a rookie. I have a column on SportsRadio610.com where there are no paywalls. And it's about he was seven years old when Flacco was a rookie, and he was 12 years old when Flacco won a Super Bowl. What they're hoping is that Stroud can have a rookie playoff experience like Flacco in 08 where he won two playoff games and lost the AFC Championship game. At Pittsburgh, they would love to see some semblance of that. I don't know if they will. And if they lose, everybody will be disappointed. But when they look at the season, they're going people are going to go, "Wow!" Ten and seven after three thirteen and one. A lot of money under the salary cap. The last two picks from the Browns for Watson, first and fourth round picks. The the arrow is pointing up, and it's straight up.
1: John McClain at joining us here on uh, the Blitz. Of course, he covers all things Houston for Sports Radio 610 and the Utopia podcast, legendary uh, sports writer for many, many years there with the Houston Chronicle. You think about rookies in their playoffs, and you just mentioned they're hoping CJ has a rookie moment. Quite honestly, the way CJ has played most of this year, I think his rookie moment was in week one, and we haven't seen one since. But who else? Might have one of those, whether the rookies or playoff rookies. Who's the guy that you think might have the uh, moment where the stage might be too big? Because honestly, I don't think it will be CJ Stroud.
2: Now you're talking about in the wild card round, Jason. Yeah. I boy, I'm thinking. To talk about has never won a game when it was below 45 degrees, and it might they be minus 45
1: from for this week. Yeah. <laughs>
2: And the windshell's is supposed to be minus 30. Now, Oof. all of us, you know, the the Chiefs are going to be just as miserable. They're not just because they live in Kansas City, doesn't mean they're going to go out there without their shirts. But I think <laughs> that that'll be a low-scoring and boring game, a lot of, lot of runs. But I think Tongue of Aloha is not going to be able to connect with Tyreek Hill. Now, he'll play to Kansas City, he's played in bad weather before. But I would think to a Tongue of Aloha, Maybe Jalen Hurts at Tampa, but Hurts has been hurt a lot. And so I I, I think it wouldn't surprise me if Jay, did, well, Jared Goff didn't play really well against his former team, the Rams, while everybody's talking about Matthew Stafford playing well and pulling an upset against his former team, the Lions. There's so many good quarterback matchups here. You know, maybe it's going to be Mason Rudolph, but that, those conditions – in Kansas City might be the worst since the ice bowl.
0: That's going to be, I can't even imagine getting out there and and, and then much less being a fan and going and watching that stuff. I want to get back to uh, the coaching situation, John, if we can, because I'm curious in your take. Uh, I think Bill Belichick will have a job. Do you think somebody will take a chance on Pete Carroll?
2: I do. Pete's 72 going on 32. You know, I, he, he's got all his hair he's got energy he bounces up and down the sideline he's not many coaches have won college national championships as well as super bowls and pete made it clear he wants to coach and there are you know it's the thing to do now is to take the hot young coordinators but boy if you've got a chance to do it with a guy who's done it at every level instead of a guy that's never been a head coach you got to think about it and there's there's I think Jim Harbaugh, I think the Raiders will go after Harbaugh. They know Pete Carroll very, very well. And uh so I'm uh I think he'll coach, I know Belichick will coach, Mike Vrabel's gonna coach again. It's just where are these dominoes gonna fall? And there might be another opening or two after this first round mm-hmm. of the playoffs. There's the Philadelphia goes in and beats up on the Bucks. A lot of people think the Bucks are going to win. Todd Bowles could be out. People are wondering if Philadelphia's uh, free fall into oblivion continues, could they Could they fire Nick Ceriani one year after he's in the Super Bowl? I don't think so. And there's so many people around the country think if the Cowboys lose, and I think the Cowboys are going to win big because they're at home, that Jerry Jones would fire Mike McCarthy. They act like Jerry Jones. He has a quick trigger. You guys know he doesn't mm-hmm. have a quick trigger on coaches, and I don't think he's going to fire the only coach in his history. Cowboys' history has won at least 12 games the first three seasons, but he'll be on a hot seat next year. Uh, Sirianni will be on a hot seat next year too.
1: I agree with you there. Another part with, with Mike McCarthy where I think he's safe, unless they just get embarrassed is the level of play you're getting from Dak Prescott this year with Mike McCarthy as the play caller. Dak hasn't played better, played at an MVP level. Of the ballots that we've seen posted online, it looks like Lamar is one and Dak is either or two or three. And I think you've got to give Mike McCarthy a ton of credit for that, which I think would save his job unless, of course, it meant keeping Dan Quinn in Dallas as the head coach and keeping him out of Seattle. 25% of the NFL head coaching jobs are open as we sit right now, which seems ridiculous. Uh, How quickly do you think a lot of these jobs get filled?
2: I think as soon as Detroit loses, Ben Johnson's going to get a job. I think Bill Belichick could have more than one offer. He's going to have to sift through. Not sure about Pete Carroll. And I think it'll be, over next week, we're going to see a lot of the dominoes fall. And you talked about the MVP with Jackson and Dak. I looked at Sports Illustrated yesterday. You give and Each of you give me one word reply to what I'm about to tell you. When it got to their Coach of the Year, they had nine Sports Illustrated writers. Didn't identify them. Uh, for Coach of the Year, uh, Kevin Stefanski, the Browns, got four ones. D'Amico Ryan's got four ones. Stefanski got four twos. D'Amico got four twos. One guy put Stefanski third. One person put D'Amico Ryan's fifth in the NFL for coach of the year. How would you all describe that?
1: Ridiculous. That's a word that I could use because the word I was about to say would get me fired. (laughs) (laughs) There there might have been an F in front of ridiculous. D'Amico's got to win that
2: thing. No, Stefanski's going to win it because the voting was already over. It's just for regular season. Stefanski's done a great job. Any other year, D'Amico would run away with it. But just like Nick Casario, uh, they had uh, pro football talk as uh, the Ravens, Eric DaCosta, be executive of the year. He is a quarterback, has been healthy all year. It's amazing that they would look overlooked. Nick Casario, pulling off the trade. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, Hold
1: hold on, hold on. um, um, So to win Executive of the Year, you have to string along your franchise quarterback, have him say goodbye to Baltimore, (laughs) open him up to be traded, which you knew couldn't happen, and then ultimately give the guy basically everything he wanted, and that wins you an award, huh? Brilliant. (laughs) Brilliant.
2: It looks like it, and Casario finished second, so I know D'Amico would settle for a victory in a divisional game in Baltimore where they began the season. But I'll tell you what, guys, it's so exciting here. There's such a buzz. And I'd like to be the first to extend you an invitation to training camp in late July <laughs> or August where you can come sweat a little bit and uh, uh, thaw out from your trip to California.
1: You know, John, that sounds like such a lovely invite. Really I, thought, I thought we were friends. Um you know, maybe, I, I mean, look, there, maybe so. I, I mean, it, everything is possible. And, and the, you, you sound like, you know, you, you work with the organization because you were, we used to go all the time and Bill O'Brien said, you guys can't come anymore. We don't like the
0: media.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. Bill O'Brien is long gone. Things have changed at NRG Stadium.
0: Nice. That's good. They sure have. And it's for the better. I was in Houston last weekend, by the way, John, and the buzz for the Texans is, yeah, you're right. It's off the chart. You wouldn't
1: have noticed there was a national championship
0: game no, in your city last not week. not at all.
2: You know what's strange? The Astros have done absolutely nothing in off season, And uh, Jim Crane's trying to save money. Nobody's talking about the Astros. They will when spring training cranks up next month. But right now, it feels like a football town again. And it's so exciting to have that feeling after the negativity through Bill O'Brien, Sean Watson, Jack Easterby. And uh, oh, whether Texans win or not, it's been a hell of a season. It,
1: it really has. Although, as you say that, and I want to say it was somebody maybe from 610, um, one of the Houston media types that I follow tweeted out earlier that the game wasn't quite sold out yet.
2: Well, uh, how... No, no, it is sold out except for some scattered tickets on. Okay. Uh, secondary tickets on, ticket, on Ticketmaster. Okay. So, no, no, it's so loud. All right,
1: because I saw that, and I went, well, that seems odd. Um, yeah, I'm wondering
2: how many Browns Browns fans will be there, probably a lot. I heard <laughs> that uh, they were going on Texans message boards, posing as Texans fans, and saying, oh, my grandfather's close to dying. All he's ever wanted to do was go to a Texans playoff game. Can somebody sell me eight tickets? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, exactly, for a small fee. Good stuff. It's going to be fun. Enjoy the weekend, John.
2: Guys, thank you very much as always.
1: Appreciate it. Follow John on Twitter at McLean underscore on underscore NFL and read him at SportsRadio610.com. The great John McLean on the Buyers Barricades guest line, where they provide traffic control, rental, and sales for San Antonio and beyond. Online, BuyersBarricades.com.